He was one of the individuals that was integral in cracking this case. FBI special agent. There's a Chippendales. I, I had no idea about all of this stuff. This this is just, it's a fascinating story. So let's get him in here. His name is Scott Gariola. Good morning, Scott. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Hey, doing all right. Good. How are you? How are you? Where, where does the morning find you? What are you doing right now? Well, I, I'm in Los Angeles, and I am actually a retired special agent, and I have to say, you know, Virginia has a nice little soft place in my heart because I've got a son over at Old Dominion over in Norfolk. So okay. I, I visit your lovely state quite a bit. Very nice. So if, you, if you're flying over Roanoke, you know, just like mm-hmm. wave out the plane yes. window. <laughs> <laughs> wave to you guys. I'll do that next time. So this it's a new Discovery Plus uh, docuseries that is out. And I, man, so Chippendales was... In the 80s, it was mm-hmm. like the biggest thing. It was this male review. Yes. So it was all the male exotic dancers. A fun show. So you wouldn't think that there As far so as we know, drama. I mean, I was nine. So I heard but stories. Yeah. Yes, yes. But the fact that there was all this stuff going on behind the scenes and murder oh. for hires and assassinations. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's mm-hmm. what this documentary is about. And Scott, you were somebody that, you know, worked this case. You were an FBI special agent. Like, how do you end up on a case like this? Yeah, so I was I was a young buck back in 1991. You know, three years in, just came in to Los Angeles from New Orleans, and we had a guy walk into our Las Vegas office and tell the uh, duty agent, "Hey, I was contracted to go over to England and kill uh, members of this group called the Men of Adonis, not Chippendales, right?" So mm-hmm. well, that's kind of weird. He said, "This guy in Los Angeles hired me." You know, long story short, you get that guy to make a phone call, get him on tape, and we get the guy here in Los Angeles. And, um, you know, we unravel and pack this. Eventually, the guy in Los Angeles, you know, we arrest him. He cooperates. And he comes in <clears throat> during a meeting and tells us that, hey, I'm not the guy you want. The guy you want is the guy above me, the guy who hired me. And he tells us from 1979 to 1991, this owner of Chippendales hired me to commit arsons of competing nightclubs. <laughs> he hired me in 1987 to burn down, uh, to kill his partner in New York City. And then he hired me to kill a doctor and his 12-year-old son. He wanted me to kill a choreographer that left Chippendales. He wanted me to kill this MC and this dancer and uh, promoter for this other rival dance group. So it turns out this uh, Indian immigrant who came to Los Angeles opened a couple of gas stations and then a nightclub. He wanted his partner killed because uh, the partner named Nick Denoya was the guy who actually had the creative talent that transformed Chippendales, you know, not to the Patrick Swayze and Chris Farley number that we all know. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I, and I, I tell you what, Scott, I kid you not, that's exactly what was in my head right before you said it. I that's can't right. I can't not see that Saturday Night Live audition. I can't see it. It's cannot some, see it. Something you'll, something you'll never be able to unsee. But right, so that's, that's what people think of, right? They think mm-hmm. of that joke. But yeah, Chippendales became this worldwide phenomenon, and it was Nick DeNoya who was an Emmy award-winning producer. He'd been on Broadway, and he was the one that had a talent. He, he, you know, he transformed it to some body, you know, striptease act where the men would come out, go down to their G-strings, a woman waved dollar bills, they'd go over, kiss them, grab the money, right? And then, mm-hmm. then he, put, he put kind of a, uh, a show to it. He made it more romantic for the women. He created the perfect man act. So everything had kind of like a story to it. There was choreography, there was music, and that's why it took off. And what the owner of Chippendales, Steve Banerjee, didn't know was that he gave the rights 
to tour this group around the world, and that became the most lucrative part of the business. Uh-huh. And that's why he felt like, hey, you know, I screwed myself. I gave Denoya the most lucrative part of the business. And then, so what did he do? He started running uh, uh, an illegal tour on his own. Mm-hmm. Denoya sued him. And next thing you know, you know, Banerjee's declaring bankruptcy. He's desperate. He goes to our informer, Ray Cologne, and he says, this guy's killing me. I need you to take him out for me. And that's what happens. And we have to unpack this, you know, five years later in 1991 and get Batterjee to, you know, admit this stuff on tape, you know, to get some evidence against them. So what's the kind of thing you do? So when you're given a case like this where you you start unpacking, as you said, and you say, oh, my God, like there is so many layers to this thing. And there's this is, you know, world famous and blah, blah, blah. Like, what is your steps? Like, how do you go about this? Yeah, well, it's, you know, that's why you got to watch this four-part documentary because it, it's a long, a long process. Not only do we have Banerjee we have to get to, and Banerjee knows our informer's locked up, right? And, and it's been released all of a sudden, you know, mysteriously seven months later, our informer who's been locked up, you know, by us is now out of jail. Hmm. Now he wants to talk to me? Okay, what, what do we, you know, what, what does he want to talk to me about? Mm-hmm. So he would take him in the restroom when we had set up meetings, and he would search him down to his underwear, make sure uh, he wasn't recording. So what we had to do, we had to we had to come up with a plan, and our plan was, hey, let's make believe our informer's going on the run, skipping bail, and uh, and that's how we got over to Europe, and we tried to lure Banerjee over to Europe under the ruse that our informer was a, uh, a fugitive, okay. and, uh, and Banerjee gave him a quarter of a million dollars over over the uh, about a two year time. Banerjee gave two million, uh, quarter of a million dollars in hush money to our informer, mm. not to be uh, to, not to talk to the government. So in uh, in sure. your line of work, as uh, this is kind of off the the case, but I'm just I'm always so curious about this is because yeah. I feel like everybody in their profession, regardless of what it is, has one question that everybody always asks them about their job that drives them insane, and it just drives you. Because for me, uh, in this job doing morning radio, everybody in my life asks me what time do I go to bed, and yes. I'm, I'm so it drives me crazy because I think to myself, I don't ever ask other grownups what time <laughs> they go to bed. Why are you asking me? So what is it that someone asks an FBI agent or that, you know, that funny joke that's not funny that they always like to say. Did you ever kill anybody? Okay. That's, that's, that's well, what it is. Did you ever kill anybody? Did you ever get shot? It's usually one of those two. And if we talk about this case, the joke is, did you work undercover? So, right. Mm. Uh-huh. Well, know, did you? I want uh, answers to answer all of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, you have to watch the... Uh, okay. Did you ever kill anyone? Yeah. Okay, you can't answer that. All right. All right. I get it. I get Monica's it. like, darn it. You took all my questions. Well, when you fly into town, let us know. We have to have lunch. <laughs> and what's, what's crazy about this story is that the beginning of the story with the, with Steve and everything, it's kind of like a... Uh, uh, up and comments like he he moves to America he buys this club sure. and turns it into something so you think it's going to be one of those stories mm-hmm. of like positivity and, and all of that uh, then there's that plot twist like right, right there in the yeah. middle and it makes it a hard left turn to go down this road right you think it's a feel good uh, rags to riches immigrant story right mm-hmm. and, uh, and then all of a sudden uh, and I don't you know money is the root of all evil they say and I think with Battersea that was actually the case everything was about money you know, and everything, money and getting credit for the uh, the success of Chippendales. And he had two two people, Denoy and Banerjee, who were strong personalities. And, you know, they just could not get along. And, you know, they both wanted credit for it. And, and that was the, uh, that was probably at the, at the root of all the problems. And, and uh, but it wasn't just Denoy he wanted killed. You know, I could 
six other people he wanted dead. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of, you look at the rundown of this and, and you talked about it. Arson is part of it. Love gone wrong. Deaths of some of the original members of the business. It's like, my goodness. I can't wait to watch. Yeah. Monica's like, it's everything I want. Shirtless men and crime and violence. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's the greatest show ever. Uh, so it's streaming on Discovery Plus. If you want to check it out, it's called Curse of the Chippendales. And we've been talking to Scott Gariola. He is a retired FBI special agent. So you're retired. So what, what are you doing with your time now? Yeah, so now I do some uh, consulting on some television shows, you know, Dick Wolf, FBI, FBI Most Wanted. Try, try and, um, you know, try and, you know, advise and consult on the, the real FBI ways, you know, mm. do my best, read some scripts, talk to the writers, and uh, then enjoying, you know, I was, yeah, I did 31 plus years in the FBI, and uh, they force you out at 57, mandatory retirement, so I, I wasn't Damn. ready to leave, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I know, so now I'm just sitting around, instead of chasing fugitives and chasing flies out of my room here, they drive me crazy. <laughs> the doo-doo flies. We yeah. talk about the doo-doo flies all the time. We can't stand them. He's probably, you know, oh. and with Scott, he's probably thinking to himself, man, I could, I would shoot you. I could shoot <laughs> you. <laughs> you don't know who I'm talking about here. Yeah. My God. Uh, yeah. I always find, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because you talk about doing things in, in FBI and, and like consulting right. on TV shows and movies. The one that I think is never legit, but is always present in so many different TV shows and movies is this notion of the two police officers that do the whole stakeout where they sit in the car together and they, you know, one comes back uh, yeah. with coffee and they sit there all the time? Or does that uh, really happen? Well, you know, that happens uh, sometimes when, like, if I had a newer FBI agent and I got to bring them out, I'm not going to have them go by themselves, right? Because you, you want to train them, you want to show them this is the way you do things. But normally, like, when we work fugitive cases, we need a, the, more, the more cars, the better, right? Because you want to follow somebody, you don't want to have it just two people, mm -hmm. one car. You'd rather have two cars. So, yeah, so if I had a, a newbie with me, yeah, I'd do that. I'd have them with me for the eight hours and, you know, send them out for the coffee and the lunch while I'm, I'm watching the place. But, yeah, you know, you, we don't partner up like we do uh, they do with uh, in patrol cars with, the you know, the, the regular police. Yeah, I board. love those. Where it's like police academy back in the day. Yes. Tackleberry Mahoney, <laughs> let's go. Scott, we appreciate your time. And, again, if you want to check it out, it's called Curse of the Chippendales. It's streaming yep. on Discovery+. Plus. And if you are rolling through southwest Virginia, uh, you know, we're, we're a ways from Norfolk. But if you're rolling through, then you stop by and say hi, of course. Uh, I will do that. You guys enjoy the rest of the morning. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.